Welcome to Season 2 of Six Scooting in SoCal, the South Bay's best scooter-related podcast. We're Andy and Aaron, owners of Six Scooters, and we're here to keep you up to date on what's going on in the scooter scene in the South Bay. From scooter rides to repair, we cover it all. So stay tuned, stay sick, and remember, all the thoughts and opinions we share here are of our own volition and are meant to entertain you all. It's not that serious. So if that sounds good, let's get on with it. It's not that serious. It's really not. It's not that serious. No. So today, what's really cool is we just got done watching the movie. Yes. And the movie was freaking kind of awesome. So we'll let you know more about that in a few minutes. But I want to let everyone know that they're going to hear animals. <laughs> this will be an animal. Well, I mean, that kind of goes with the theme of today. It goes with the theme of today podcast, right? beautifully. Except for you're going to hear a cat once in a while. What about animals? But you hear that little, that little, uh, uh, uh. It's not a guinea pig. That's not a guinea pig. It's a Wally. Yep, that is Wally. Special guest. Yep. That is Wally. His name is Waldo Edward. Yes. Wall-E. Get it? Wally. Okay, good. So, that's what I want to let everybody know first. Second, I want to say that we have a swag shout out. Swag. Yes, new swag, and the swag is buttons, and the swag is patches. So if you want a button and you want a patch, I'll tell you what. If you buy a patch, I'll give you a button. Ooh, what a deal, what a deal. Yes, that is a deal of the century. Let's tell them more about these special patches we just had. Tell them more about the special patches. Uh, No, you tell them. They're round. And black. They look, you know what, if you've seen, if you've seen our logo, don't laugh at me. If you've seen our logo, they look just like our logo. Yeah. They are done very, very, very well. Yeah, it's the a first three, thing we did our patches is three inch awesome. diameter embroidered iron on patch. Yeah, you can't get better than that. Come on, that's just, it covers all the bases. They turned out so good. They turned out really good. So for a limited time, you get a patch. And I'll send you a button too. The patches are five dollars. Hollow for five dollars. The patches are five bucks. And we'll ship them to you. The shipping is three fifty, but yeah, get a free button. So for eight dollars and fifty cents total, you get a patch and a button, um, white or black, and a handwritten thank you note. And a handwritten thank you note. And. The reason that the shipping is so much because we have special envelopes for them. Well, we want to make sure that they get there. And we um, want to make sure they don't get messed up. If you just put them in like up. a regular envelope with a stamp, there's like a 30% chance you're going to get the, the, the patch. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably get the envelope, so, but not the patch. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. That's exactly <laughs> what will happen, unfortunately. So we're sending them... We're sending them in a really good way. Yeah, and we've sent them all over already, right? We have some that went to Texas. We sent some to Arizona. We sent some to Sacramento. Yep. We will send them out of the country. We will send them out of the country, but I might have to... shipping might be a little bit more. Figure out the shipping. I've yet to send something outside of the U.S. So, if you want some and you're... You're listening to this and you want a six-scooter patch, which they are pretty badass. Let us know. Drop us a line. Yep. How can they drop us a line? Well, if they want to see the patch, they can check it out on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle on both is Sick Scooters. All K's, no C's. Um, They can email us if they want a patch at sickscooters at yahoo.com. Or you can... Hop on our website. Yeah. It's six scooters all k's no c's dot com yeah dot com that's old yes <laughs> dot com is old yes we're old no not that just so you said it oh dot com so as far as rides go <coughs> the details uh to come for our june ride we are gonna have a june ride the details are to come. Yes. We're still working all that out. And but, we, but what? I would say in scooter ride news, we did just get official confirmation that the swerving curve is canceled this year. Canceled 
first slash time. possibly rescheduled. Potentially rescheduled, but definitely not going to happen this summer. First time in 20 years. Yeah, this is supposed to be the 21st where we curve. Yes. Um, but they did say that they're going to start resuming scooter rides in August. So, yeah. slowly getting back to normal. Slowly getting back to normal, but dude, all you riders out there that are stuck inside the COVID thing, I know you want to ride. Oh, I know you want to ride. Oh, yeah. And that's what's nice. Nobody's forcing anybody to ride. So if you feel comfortable to ride, come. Ride. If you don't think it's time yet, stay home. Yep. Simple. It's all good. Direct to the point. We Done. support all your choices. Yes. And as far as shop trends go. Shop trends. 50cc carburetors. How many have we replaced in the last week or so? 30,000. Just about. <laughs> More like three. But still, three in a week or two weeks <coughs> Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of carburetors. And we want to let everyone know that we are sad to report that one of our... Vespa shops, motorcycle shop. They had a, they had more than Vespas, but Pacific Coast Highway Power Sports is going out of business. Yep, they've been around for like twenty years too. Yeah, actually longer. I think that they were telling me that place has been a motorcycle shop for like almost fifty years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think since the eighties, it's had like eight different owners, but it's always been a motorcycle shop. Yeah. And they lost their lease. So, well, they didn't really lose their lease. They basically got bullied out of it. Their rent was like almost more than doubled. Almost tripled. Yeah, they went to renew their lease and got the short end of that stick, unfortunately. That's sad. So, we will miss them. Sad state of affairs. We will miss them and we will miss them totally. And so, I wanted to give my condolences to that but we have in the shop right now a Riva a Yamaha Riva yeah what are we doing to that uh actually we have two Rivas (laughs) well we have no no we have one and a half Rivas yeah so a customer of ours has an old Riva and it runs it's not pretty and the blinkers don't work but it runs and you know he's had a hard time finding parts for it and so apparently somebody approached him recently telling when he was on his Riva and told him hey I have a parts bike that you might be interested in it's the same model and same color even and uh, I think he sold it to him for like a hundred bucks except this one is actually red yeah his is like sun faded his is is pink (laughs) yeah so this one the motor is blown uh, it's uh, it's not in the best shape mechanically, but the body panels are really nice. So yeah. we're going to replace the body panels on the bike. I think we're going to swap the muffler out. Body panels are, the, are really hard to get. Yeah, they're super hard to get. So yeah. to get a complete set that are all that's in like getting decent a, shape. That's like getting a complete set of body panels for a, for a Hyundai Elite. Which we have. Yeah. So... That was kind of fun. This will be a fun project. Which we had. That's true. We've already started parting it out. But yeah. hey, that's that's what you do with old vintage bikes that mm-hmm. don't run. Yep. They're worth more in pieces than they are as a whole. That's sad. That's okay. No, just keeps other ones alive. Yeah. Sacrifice for the greater good. Sacrifice for the greater good keeps everyone alive. <laughs> Is that a movie quote? That's a movie quote. Oh, I didn't know. I have no idea what movie it's from, but it's a quote. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. So, our topic for today. Ooh, this will be a fun one. Okay. Remember earlier when Wally was up here and I told you that that that, that was a little sneak peek into our topic? Our topic for today is dogs on scooters. Yeah. But, I want to make this clear. The movie that we just watched... Did not have scooters in it. No. But. Similar concept. It's a similar concept and this is scooter, this is scooter related the way we're going to talk about it. Yes. But two wheels is It's pretty is much interchangeable. Wheels. Oh yeah. I mean, these people weren't cool enough to have scooters, but no. whatever. No. They, they, they thought they were way too cool. Okay, let's tell them what the movie is. 
The movie's called Sit, Stay, Ride. We found it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And it's a movie about dogs on sidecars. Yeah, it's so cool. It's basically all these rescue dogs. um, And people have... It's all different people from all over the U.S. who have rescued these dogs and all have a similar passion of motorcycle riding and taking their dogs places with them. And oh my god, those dogs ride in every single weather. The dogs and the people. Oh my lord. We saw one part of it where it was pouring snow. Snow. Literally snowing. I'm in Southern California, so... A little rain and we're like... Yeah, dude, a little rain. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna melt. I'm made made of sugar, of course, but still. You know, so, I mean, these dogs are... Don't don't smirk at me. (laughs) You're giving me a weird, weird look. Yeah, you're this is radio, of, not TV. Don't look at me like that. Made of sugar, huh? I am made uh, of sugar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyone who knows me knows I'm made of sugar. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. whatever. So, anyways, back to the cool dogs yeah. inside cars. Wait, before we do that, before we go and tell everybody about this movie and what's it, what it's about, we just told them the movie and what it's about. Before we go further into it, oh, okay. Time for a shot. 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 Can I have a shot. Clink. Clink. Mr. Jim Bean. Anyways. Anyway. So, we're going to do a pros and cons. Right, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No. I mean... And we have, we saw one of the parts was this guy actually went down. With the dog in the sidecar. With the dog in the sidecar. But, dog jumped out of the sidecar and the dog was fine. Yeah, so I mean, we just want to talk about the different methods because this was all about dogs inside cars, but we have seen dogs ride on scooters in other kinds of ways. In backpacks and, um, oh God, wait a minute. Top cases. Wait, no, let's not get into that yet. Oh, okay. So I want to do a pros and cons first. Okay. And then we will go into, into like the different ways of transporting your dog and... The different things that your dog should have, potentially. Yeah, it all depends on the kind of yeah. dog and stuff. So, a pro is bonding time. Yeah, I mean, we can <clears throat> list the pros all day long, right? But oh, my. Definitely. Dude. If you're somebody who likes to take your dog with you everywhere. I want to take Wally. I wish we could take all the dogs. I know. We need a really big sidecar. And a trailer. A and, dog trailer. <clears throat> Why don't we just put him in a truck? You know what I would do? I would absolutely put Wally on a baby Bjorn in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then I'd put Wanda and Murdoch in the sidecar. They wouldn't want to ride together. Okay, I'll put Wanda. No, I put Wanda in the sidecar uh-huh. and Murdoch behind me in the seat. He would fall on off. On a seat. I'd, put a, I'd make a crate. I'd put walls. I did see a bulldog riding down the street uh, in the backseat of a trike motorcycle once. That's awesome. That was really dope. Yeah. And he was like so comfortable. He was like strapped in. He had like armrests to keep him like in. And he was just chilling. I was wondering because we were actually doing a scooter ride that day. And I was like uh, wondering why the motorcycle was like going so slow and like kind of getting into our pack. And then we ended up passing him. And he had a freaking bulldog on the back of his three-wheel motorcycle. That's amazing. I was so into it. Okay. I would have been so jealous. So we have bonding time. And the the dog is your best friend. Now, if you're listening to this and your dog is not your best friend, I don't like you anymore. Please get off my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you just don't like dogs in general. Uh, Yeah. uh, And... And my dog's my best friend. I love my dogs. All three of my dogs, I love them to death. Wally needs the most the most attention, so I give him attention. And Murdoch's getting old, so he needs attention. And Wanda just needs attention no matter what. They all love it. But that kind of uh, leads us to like another pro of having a dog on a sidecar. They're with you. Well, not only that, but you do get a lot of attention. The oh, dogs yeah. get a lot of attention. The bike gets a lot of attention. You cannot go anywhere with an animal on your vehicle, on your scooter or motorcycle, whatever, 
and not get attention. Right. What did that guy say? A, a, a gas stop takes 45 minutes? Yeah, but I mean, you you, you know it's coming, right? So you gotta... Yeah, yeah. It could potentially be a con, but I'm assuming it's a pro because... It's a total pro. Yeah, who doesn't Puppies like to make new friends where they go? I remember when we were new in El Segundo. I made all the friends I made in El Segundo through Murdoch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even need to have a sidecar. <laughs> nope, Murdoch's just amazing. So, uh, dogs definitely make you way more approachable. They're a great conversation starter. And it's a good way to meet new people. Yep. Okay, and another pro? It's amazing. Doesn't even need it's to be said. Just amazing. It's 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 a, a awesome, amazing. Probably like the most like freeing, like I don't know. You just feel. And one thing I didn't think about, but I it, the, the the movie that we watched raised a really really good point. When the dog is in the sidecar, the dog's with you. A dog's senses are so much more, you know, alert alert than or better than ours. That when you're riding, the dog is smelling everything. The dog is seeing so many good everything. Right? I feel like I can smell everything when I'm riding my. And it's a, uh, it's like, it's like almost sensory overload. Yeah. But that's good. I mean, the dog is the dogs. All the dogs look like, yep, yep, yep. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh yeah. And they Absolutely. all had doggles on. Yes, they all had doggles. So cute. No, I did say doggles. D-O-G. Doggles. Yeah. And I put some in the Amazon cart. I mean, in, the, in our Amazon list. I'm going to buy some for Wally. Okay. Just so we can walk around with them. Yeah, right. And get used to them. You look good in doggles. But we so, also have to talk about some of the realities or the cons. Let's talk about the cons. Of riding with your dog. So, one of the cons is it's actually pretty dangerous. It seriously could be. You know, I mean, the movement, if the dog is riding with you without a sidecar and the dog's just with you, the movement of the dog, depending on the weight of the dog and everything, you know, can actually can actually throw you off, throw you off your line. You know, it's, it's, it's dangerous. It really is. Yeah, not only that, but like, God forbid something bad happens to you while you're on the bike, then you also are putting the dog in a dangerous position, too, uh-huh. of being injured or... Or worse, you know, if, right. if you're in a car accident. Well, I mean, people put their dogs in cars and stuff like that and don't strap them. But you're still in a cage, as motorcycle people call cars. Yeah. You're still enclosed with airbags and, you know, you're not guaranteed that you're going to flip over or anything. So, yes, yeah. it is. it could also be dangerous driving with dogs, but I do think there's a little bit more risk involved driving with dogs yeah. uh, on the scooter or uh, in a sidecar next to you. The next con is movement. And yeah, you just said that. Yeah, I just said that. The movement of, of everything. Because when Erin used to ride with me and Erin first started riding with me, she would move way too much and I would just get mad. Yeah. Or i slow down and the front of her helmet would smack me in the back of the head and back yeah. of my helmet. You know, so movement... You know, unless you totally get used to it and the animal totally gets used to it, movement is a dangerous thing. Yeah. So, next one is damage to the bike. You, you or, the, or dog. the dog. Which, again, is kind of goes along with one and two. Yeah. You know, if, uh, if something happens, you know, the dog could get hurt, you could get hurt, or the bike can get damaged. And those are all, like, realistic reasons to really make sure that... Um, the dog is comfortable and wants to ride on the and bike. And please taking and, and taking all of the necessary precautions. Right. You know, so it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a you train your dog to do it, do it. Yeah. I think we probably should have said that first. Yeah. If you do choose to ride with your dog on the scooter or in a sidecar, you should make sure that the dog also wants to participate in mm-hmm. that activity and that you give it as much time and training as it is required. Some dogs probably just jump on and be down. And I know that there's other dogs who are a little bit more skittish, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the noise of the motor or the movement or, uh, you know, anything like that. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's just a new experience for them, and you don't want to traumatize these dogs by, by forcing. I mean, them there's to been do times this. where we've we've pulled in a customer's bike, 
And we go back in the garage and then start working and come back out. And Wally is sitting on the floorboard of the bike. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, and that kind of was another like spark of like, maybe Wally could be a scooter dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could. I really do. I think he could with proper restraint. I'm a little mm-hmm. overcautious with taking him on the bike because I'm really concerned of him getting hurt. I really That's why I'll just put him on a baby bjorn. You know, I think that it's probably the best way for us of uh, putting a dog on the bike, but we're going to talk about different ways yes. of being able to travel with your with your dog on the scooter. So the first way is a top case. Yeah. They have modified trunks. They have modified top cases for dogs. Mm-hmm. They are specifically designed and and everything for your dog. Right. And I, I mean, think not with, not not a mastiff. I was just about or, to say. I think with that, you're you're kind of stuck with a, what maybe like a ten to fifteen pound oh, weight capacity. Pound. I yeah. mean, you have to take into consideration what your trunk or your rack is uh, right. What the weight capacity is of it, because. Yeah. That could be another thing is if you over, over pack, you know, if you put too big of a dog in that thing. Last I mean, those little to... teacup dogs, you can put those in your pocket and just, you know. That's probably not very safe either. No, but still. And so the second thing is the thing I've been mentioning is the baby Bjorn. Yeah. If you they... don't know what that is. <laughs> I think they have one specifically for dogs too. Dog baby Bjorn. It's where they are literally in like a, like a. What do you call it? They're in front of you. It's like a papusa. Yeah. It's papoose. like a papoose. That's what I'm looking for. Papoose. No, a papoose is like something Those you eat. delicious. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounded wrong when I said it. A pep- papoose? Yeah. Like the Native Americans used yeah, to papoose. carry their, their yeah. babies in? And it's... it's The dog rides in front of you. And he, he faces the same way you're facing. He faces out, faces forward, and everything. I want to get one of those for Wally. Um, third thing is on the floorboard. Yeah, that's probably my least favorite option. That is my least favorite option. We had a customer pick up his bike recently, brought his dog, and when he picked up his bike, that was the dog's first time on the bike. Time on the bike. I was kind of a little concerned about that. I was very concerned about it. He had a, like, I don't know, he had a bit to go home. It wasn't like he lived around the block, like... I think he lived in Inglewood somewhere, so that's yeah. you know three, four, five miles. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that was a little sketchy because when the dog's on the floorboard, it can jump off. That can really, you know, if it lurches one way or the other or lunges one way or the other, it could definitely throw your balance off. Um, and another another thing about that, and you had to lean to like turn in the dog. Yeah, you have to lean to turn and plus it's a huge distraction. Super duper 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 duper. And distractions are bad. Yes, we know that. Um, Yeah, Aaron knows that. Um, The fourth thing is a backpack. Yeah. They They have doggy backpacks. That is a thing. And a backpack I think is really cool. I mean, dogs kind of kind of sitting in there a little comfortable and yeah. Everything is maybe if it's a little windy or a little cold, you know, the dog's all covered up. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth thing is sidecar. Sidecar. And that's if you have like a bigger dog, you could put any size dog in a sidecar. You probably put two dogs in a sidecar if they're small enough. Oh, no. I mean, if you're riding like a Honda Cub and you have a sidecar on that, you probably don't want to put. Um, a mastiff in the sidecar. Well, obviously. You know, so I'm um, not obviously. We need to make it. <laughs> well, I don't think people are running out to put a sidecar on their Honda Cub either. I think when you think of sidecars, you think of like the P200s and big bikes. Yeah, the big uh, frame Vespas and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could put one on like a genuine buddy, but it still should have enough power. Well, if it, on, if it can in the carry movie, two humans, it should be able to carry one human, one sidecar, and one dog. In the movie. We saw a guy that had a sidecar on his Honda Trail 90. That was like the only guy in the world that has a Honda Trail 90 with a sidecar. <laughs> so let's not make him like... No, no, no. I'm just saying. They're, they're, if, it, if, it, if it 
But he still could put a dog in it. I'm just saying, like, not everybody has a mastiff either. Like, but I think you could put like any dog that's under 100 pounds in a sidecar. Oh yeah, I agree that. I totally agree that. Trail 90 or whatever. Yeah. So the next thing is safety clothes for your dog. Yeah. There's a thing called doggles, which we already mentioned. Yes, and they go they go around the back head of the dog and under the chin of a dog. Yeah. And I think apart from being like super, super cute, they're probably one of the more important safety items you might consider. Some I mean, dogs take to them, some dogs don't. Right? But imagine riding your scooter with no eye protection. Oh, yeah. You'd be... You'd be blind. I mean, you'd just be... Your eyes would just be watering It would be constantly. horrible for the dog. I mean, I don't think the dog would enjoy so, that. I mean, all. some sidecars have like the little windscreen or, you know, <laughs> depending on where the dog is on the bike, like there might be a little bit of a windbreak if they're in like the top case behind you or... I saw a lot of dogs a in this movie behind you. that... that were behind a windscreen and their favorite riding position was their head tucked around the windscreen. And those are probably the same dogs that stick their heads out the window of a moving car. Yeah. Dogs like it. They get all the smells. Dude, you know what? Honestly, if I could stick my head out the window of a moving car all the time with my tongue hanging out, I would. Weirdo. What? Weirdo. I'm not weird. Weirdo. There are other people that want to do that too. Weirdo. I don't know them. I'm probably wrong, but I'm saying it anyway. Yeah. So there. Um, like, uh, next one is a dog helmet. I think that's more fashionable than (coughs) safety. That is totally fashionable and everything, but it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Kind of along that line, in the movie we saw dogs with like, uh, like leather jackets on. Oh yeah. I mean, that could potentially be safety wear too. If they ever got forbid, got thrown out of the... Well, like they would have a little bit of protection before if they're... It's, if it's cold out, put yeah, a jacket and you on your dog. That's very true, actually. It's weather protection more yes. than anything else. Keeps them warm, keeps them dry if you're wild and you decide to ride in If the it's snow boiling hot out, the dog's boiling hot, too. Yeah. You know, if it's really cold out, your dog's cold, too. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind. Right. Um, next thing is a leash harness or something to keep the dog... On the bike. Right. Or in the bike. Right. And that's like the whole pros and cons of that too, right? Because in some cases, you know, you don't want the dog to be able to jump off the bike when you're moving, when you're not paying attention. Yeah. But again, you know, if you guys get launched or crashed, you don't want the dog to be Unable tethered to, to the yeah. bike. As they have they have uh, certain leashes that... that if the like dog were to away, lunge, right? they're breakaway leashes. Yeah. If a dog were to lunge forward, it would hold the dog. But if there was a crash situation and there was that G-force of that, it, you'd have a breakaway leash. It's kind of like cat collars, so they can't strangle themselves. They have cat collars. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. You've never seen a cat with a collar on? Is that a different kind of collar than a normal collar? Yeah, they snap. Oh. So instead of like. Having like a buckle or, uh, you know, like like a belt, like a loop that they go through, they yeah. um, they snap together. So that way, yeah, if they, a little tug, I don't know what we need to get to for Wally, because our freaking dog Wally, he's a Frenchie. He can open our garage door. Oh my lord, he is. He's <laughs> just. <laughs> I mean, definition of bullheaded, right? Oh yeah, he's absolutely so, bullheaded. But yeah, that's why we both think that the best option for Wally with our bikes would probably be to ride on our person. Yeah, baby Bjorn, that would be the you best know? option. Because if we were to go down, that you you know your instincts are to protect yourself. So if he's right on your vital organs, on your chest, then yeah. I think your first instinct would be to you know protect him, try to protect him. Absolutely. Um, and I also think you know. At least in the beginning, we would do short rides, back roads, take it slow, take it easy, and yeah. try not to... We try to do that anyway. We do always try to do that. You know, but, it's not it's not the destination, it's the ride. But yeah, because, I, I don't know, I think the only thing that is ever missing when we do our scooter outings is the dogs. It's always a debate of, do we take the truck and the dogs, or do we take the scooter? Um, so... It's such a fun concept to be able to actually take the dog with you. I think we should. I think, I think we fun. should. I think it'd be and really fun. I think fun. it'd be interesting to see how Wally reacted to it. 
Wally would react. Wally just wants to go wherever we go. Yeah. So, that was our little tidbit for this week. Yeah. So, tell everyone how they can get a hold of us again. I already told them. They can rewind. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. So, if just, you want to know how to get a hold of us, just rewind, I guess. Yeah. And just look up Six Scooters on whatever platform you're trying to find us on. As long as you spell it with all K's and no C's. It's S-I-K-K-S-K-O-O-T-E-R-S. You'll find us. You'll find us. Trust me on box. There's a will. There's a way. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you next week. And shiny side up, shiny side up, rubber side down. Check your oil. Please don't sit on your bike when it's on the center stand. <laughs> that is my pet peeve of mine. And turn your key off. Don't use the kill switch. Don't use the kill switch. Turn your key off. All of Andy's pet peeves. God. Okay. So I talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Six Scooting in SoCal, the South Bay's best scooter-related podcast. We're Andy and Aaron, owners of Six Scooters, and we're here to keep you up to date on what's going on in the scootering scene. Um, From scooter rides to repair, we cover it all. So stay tuned, stay sick, and remember, all the thoughts and opinions shared here are for entertainment purposes, and it's not that serious. No, it's not. It's not that serious at all. I don't, I don't take life that seriously anyway, but anyway. So, <laughs> so we got kind of a cool um, little little topic today. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Not until we get to it. So They'll, they'll know what it is because of the title of the, the episode. Damn it. So you might as well mention it. It's 10 signs your bike may need some work. Me need some attention. Me yeah. need some love. Things to look out for before you're totally broke down and stranded. Yes. And we will we will uh, tell you in a kind of a kind of a kind of a cool little way. A lot of them that's the way we're gonna do a lot of them. So I'm gonna act like I'm calling you. We're gonna have a okay. And I'm gonna tell you what my bike's doing and you're gonna give me your analysis of it. Okay. And let me know what you think it is. And I'll add in that if I, if I have to. You're going to put me to the test? Well, dude, you're so good at that stuff. Test out my diagnostic skills. You're really good at that stuff. You really are. Because, I mean, we basically have seen it all. I'm pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty damn good. I catch a lot of interesting things. So, we have a little bit of an announcement. When it comes to rides, I'll let Aaron take that. We have one on the books. After careful consideration, we decided to just go with an old style, anybody can come ride. We're going to ride to Westwood Village. That'd be near fun. UCLA. Yep, that'd be fun. It's going to be on June 21st. We're going to meet up at our normal meetup spot at Starbucks right there on Hawthorne in Artesia. We're going to meet up at 9.30. Wear your um, masks. Kickstands up at 10. And, you know, of course, we do um, encourage people to stay physically distant from each other and wear masks. Um, But if you aren't ready to ride, then this ride might not be for you. Um, There will be lots of rides coming up for the rest of the year. This Mm -hmm. is the first of the rest of the year. So if you want to wait till, you know, you feel comfortable riding in a group, then do so. But if you're ready. I'm ready. We're going to do it. I am more than ready. We're going to tour Westwood on our bikes, which will be fun. Because there's no parking in Westwood ever, period. We did a little pre-ride of that. And it was kind of cool. It was kind of nice. I got like 80% of the route down. But I want to spend a little bit more time in Westwood Village and figure out like a little bit more... I, yeah. I want to ride through Westwood a little bit more. We're shooting fire cra- fireworks off over here, and Wally doesn't like doesn't like him very much. So if you hear a little bit of 
barkies and little whinies and little pops and stuff like that. That's what that is. Yeah. Just letting you know. Yeah. So the 21st of June, that's going to be fun. Yes. So everybody, you are on notice. Be there or be square. We will have patches for sale. Yep, I'll have patches. And we will have buttons for sale. Buttons. And yeah, so be there. So shop trends, um, we have a Morphous in there. Yeah. That big, long, 19 and a half foot motorboat. It's like a Sea-Doo with <laughs> wheels. Sea-Doo with tires. That's what it is. And we had Vespa 300s come in. We had two really nice ones come in. Yeah. Um, this week. And the they white were both, one the red one. Yeah, they were both about the same age of mine. I think they were both like 2009, 2008 year models. But yeah. Well and they maintained. really didn't need much. One had like 14,000 miles on it. The other one had like 2,000 miles on No, 3,000 miles oh on it. Oh, my God. It was my twin. It was it same was year, pretty, same color. Prettier. Same seat. It was in a little bit nicer condition. No, it was it was, a, it was about the same. It was a little bit nicer. So we and want, it was clean. We want to clean. tell you about the owner of one of those Vespas, Chris, Chris Phillips. Yeah. What about him? He's... On top of being a really awesome, nice guy, he also writes scooter touring articles for like magazine for like motorcycle and scooter like magazines, and I think mm-hmm. online. Don't quote me a hundred percent, but he's a published author. Um, he sent us a few articles that he's written about riding his Vespa around. Um, I'm embarrassed to admit he sent me a second one and I haven't quite read it yet, but the first one was so good. He rode through. I'm not even sure. He, he started here in the South Bay, and it was a three-day trip, and they rode north, and I think they hit some wine country and stuff cool. like that. I Actually, that. I think they hit a lot of breweries, but... I want to do that. It's not, I know. I need to, like, hit him up and get, like, a, a get route a from him. Yeah. Yeah, get a route, get a route map from, from him, and we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. You know, so, so check out Chris Phillips, and check out his articles. Our article, his article is on our Facebook. On yeah, we posted, we posted it on our Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, you can find it on our Facebook, which is just at Sick Scooters. And yeah. So we will, uh, we will let you know more about his articles and everything and let you know what's coming up soon with his, with his writing. So the topic today, La Topica Todea. That was Spanish. You're very good at Spanish. I'm, I speak Spanish fluently. Um, so, 10 signs your bike may need work. Number one. Bring, bring. <laughs> is this scenario number one? <laughs> this is scenario number one. Ready? Ready? Bring, bring. Six scooters. Hi. I have a scooter and it is really, really, really hard to start. Just cranks and cranks and cranks. And once in a while I get a little bit out of it, but it really doesn't want to start. What do you think? What kind of scooter is it? It's a Chinese 150. Oh, oh, okay. Um, once you get it running, how does it run? After it's warmed up, it runs fine. Okay. And is the battery okay? Battery's fine. Cranks and cranks? Uh-huh. It's not just a dead battery? Nope. Huh. Sometimes that can mean that you might need a valve adjustment. How many miles do you have on your bike? I have 9,700. Okay. Do you know if the valves have ever been adjusted? They have not. And um, it's never had a tune-up. It's never had a tune-up? No. Well, it sounds like you definitely might need a tune-up. It sounds like you might not have any oil in it. But we can definitely check. So, my suggestion is you definitely need a full service and a valve adjustment. Uh, I would never say definitely with not without seeing the scooter in person, but I, I would definitely encourage this it. person to come in and bring the scooter to us and at least let us check the valves. And when your bike's hard to start, especially in the morning when it's really when it's cold. Um, that's one of the signs for a valve adjustment right away. 
You know, it just sits there and just da 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 da. Then all of a sudden, once in a while, it goes da 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 da. You know, and um, that's one of the signs that you may need a valve adjustment. Um, Another one is stalling. Like you said, it it won't takes it forever to quote unquote warm up. Right. It'll just stall constantly for like the first like ten minutes that it's running. You Uh have to just keep giving it gas. So on maternity's bikes, that's usually around four thousand. 3,500 to 4,000 miles. That's good to get a valve adjustment on it. Um, bring it in, you know, do a valve adjustment on it. There's there's a lot of articles out on what valves should be on like the, the Chinese bike. The clearance. Because uh-huh. there's two valves, right? Intake and exhaust. Intake and exhaust. What I do, and it works perfectly, and it's been work, working perfectly for me for years, is 4,000s. Top and bottom, four thousands. So if you don't know how to adjust your valves, um, bring it to us. Bring it to us, <laughs> and we will handle it. If you're someplace else and can't bring it to us, then um, give us a call. Let us know where you're at. You can't bring the bike to us if you're out of state, out of the country, whatever. You know, we'll uh, we'll let you know what to do. What to do then? But yeah, it needs a valve adjustment. That's that's a big thing. Also, if your spark plug is fouling, that's another big thing. Right, because um, the bike could crank and crank and crank and crank if it wasn't getting any spark. Right. So, is there any way to tell the difference between not getting any spark and check the spark? Yeah. Because uh, bikes that need valve adjustments, like most bikes, should start within like what, like one to three cranks, like. Yep. You know, it shouldn't take more than one or two seconds to get the bike started. So if your bike is going from like a one second start to like a five second start, that right there is the beginning signs of a valve adjustment. Like if you let it get to the point where it's just cranking, 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 and not starting for like 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, that's way too long. Like, yeah, you've let it go for too long. So yeah. that that's probably another sign. Like the beginning stages of needing a valve adjustment just... It elongates the amount of time it takes the bike to start. Whereas, like, if you have no spark, then it's just going to crank forever and it will never start. And rule of thumb, I like to do spark plugs every other service on whatever bike it is. It's just, it's a preventive maintenance and it's just good to have a good spark there, spark plug there for good spark. On the Chinese bikes, we change them, like, every service, though. That's a Chinese bike, yeah. So, I'm just saying, it's better not to generalize when more than half the yeah, bikes we work on are getting... With Chinese scooters, I mean, we still use good NGK plugs, but for the extra five bucks, it's better to just put a new plug in every service than yep. it is to, to to do it every other one, okay. in our opinion. Right. So, next one is... Ready? Are you ready? We're doing this all over again? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Bring, bring. Six scooters. Hi. I have a genuine buddy. Okay. And it's stalling at idle. Like when I come to a stop, you know, it just stalls. Other than that, it runs good. I just did an oil change on it with a filter. Um, Does it stall when it's hot and cold? Yeah. Is it carbureted or fuel injected? Carburetor. Huh. Sounds like your idle must be kind of low. Yeah. Maybe you have a vacuum leak too. Yep. Bring it in. Yep. Take a look. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. That's a good way of thinking, right there. Yeah, idles. Idles too low. Um, vacuum leak. What if the air fuel mixture screw fell out of the carburetor? That too. We've seen that. We've seen that happen a lot. Yep. That's why I put goop. Goop. Yep. So that's that's a good one. That's really really good. Um, if your bike is stalling at idle, that and it runs fine. Other than that, that is a really, really, really good sign that that your uh, carburetor may need some may need some uh, tweaking. Yes. If your fuel injected bike, um, what kind of gas are you using? Yeah, it sounds crazy. Yeah, but, but it has a lot to do with fuel injected bikes. Try try a hard, higher octane gasoline with it from a reputable company. Hope, 
preferably. Yeah. Um, that has a lot to do with that. Aaron has a 250 IE Vespa. And her bike was stalling. And I went through the computer, nothing. Went through the bike, nothing. We, we, we bit our lip and took it to the dealer. And the dealer couldn't find anything. So we said, let's change gasoline. Yeah, I was using like... USA gasoline, like the... I was using the premium. Yeah, USA 91. But it was, yeah, USA kind of like... Yeah, Low quality gas. gas. And put some Chevron 91 in their bike and... Haven't had a problem after that. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but... As soon as I switched over to the Chevron, my bike started running so much smoother and like... Stopped stalling, which was the biggest problem. Yeah. So... So fuel-injected bikes, check... First of all, check the gasoline you're using... Um, make sure you're putting a quality gasoline in it that has everything to do with everything. So our next one is bike stalls at high speed. Oh, I didn't do bling bling, whatever. But let's, okay, but we get it. It's bike fun. stalls at high speed. Okay. Um, that to me is if you're carbureted, that means your larger jet in the carburetor Maybe clogged. Um, you may have a clogged fuel filter. You may have a bad spark plug. You know, those are three things to look at for Sometimes that. Sometimes when the CDI is not happy, it hits like a weird like rev limiter kind of thing. Yeah. Where it'll like, you'll get your RPMs up too high and it'll start like spark, like, I don't know, like you get like half your sparks or something. It right. feels like it like slows you down sometimes when you get too, when you get, get it going too fast. Yeah. But the, you know, these four things that we've just mentioned are four of the main things you need to look for if that's happening to your bike. Yeah. Um, oh, what about this one? Steering is off. So many people call and say like, oh, I think there's something wrong with my handlebars or my alignment because it feels like, you know, it feels like it's hard to steer my scooter. And the first question I always ask them is, when is the last time you put air in your tires? Yep. We've done services on bikes, and I think that, like, people leave, and the first thing they notice is how much better their scooter rides, just because we put air in the tires. Oh, yeah. It's, like, night and day riding a scooter that has, like, properly inflated tires and a scooter that has, like, flat tires. It feels like you're ice skating, or, like... If your steering alignment is off, you're going to know that. You know, you're absolutely going to say, look, I'm steering the handlebar straight and my bike's going to the right. Okay, that's an alignment issue. But if you're if you're just worried about your steering being off a little bit, it feels like you're ice skating. Like you can't take a hand off the wheel because it's so wobbly. Yeah, that's tires. Yeah. That's absolutely tires. And, um... Also check your front axle. Your front axle may be loose. Yeah, we've seen that more than once. Check the, the axle nut. Make sure that's on there tight. Yep. That's a big one. Make sure your front axle's tight. Um, next one is squeaky noises. I mean, don't we all hate it when we're riding down the street and all you hear is your scooter making weird, like, yeah, squeaky, yeah, squeaky noises. noises. It can oh really get to you. Oh, my God. So... Most scooters, 99% of scooters, the center stand, if you have a center stand, has a center stand bushing on there made of rubber. Um, Sometimes that bushing gets worn out and falls off. Yeah, because if you think about it, the center stand, when it's not down, it's flush up against the scooter. And the only thing keeping metal from metal, metal hitting metal, is this little rubber bushing. Little rubber bushing. And if that um, bushing's gone, you're going to squeak. Yeah, on the Chinese bikes, they fall off constantly. Yeah. But even on some of the brand name bikes, they just get worn down because it's like constant friction. But yeah, then you'll be riding and, you're, and you feel like you feel like something's going to snap in half right underneath you the way it sounds. Oh, it's yeah. It's really an unpleasant noise and you think it's like a really big deal. And I mean, it is a big deal. Like, you know, you don't want to like... I've seen those things... Mess up the case of your motor with the center stand. Well, yeah, I've seen people just leave that bushing off and continue riding the bike i've seen that center stand rub a hole on the side case of the motor and 
Where the transmission's at. Yeah, and then Literally when the side hole. case opens up, then the metal like rips the drive belt. Yep, I've seen all that happen. That's so. not good. Replace your bushing if you cannot replace your bushing and the bushing tabs are gone. Replace the center stand. Um, another squeaky thing is um, brakes. Yeah. If your brake pads get too low, you're going to be squeaking like hell. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Chinese 50cc bikes, their front brakes and back brakes are drum, and they squeak. Oh my god. Until and there's you, really nothing you can do about it. They like just squeak. You have to wear them down. You have to like get them hot so they stop squeaking. They are the worst. They're the worst. Oh my god. Yeah. Nothing, all the replacement ones are made out of the same thing, so yep. they all do the same thing. So, uh, next one, number six, loss of power. Define loss of power a little more. Like you're accelerating and Well, the bike used to go 50 and now it's doing 30. Oh. You know, um, stretched out belt. Dirty air filter. Dirty air filter. um, Bad spark plug. CDI's not happy. Carburetor's clogged up. Carburetor's clogged up. Vacuum leak. Yep, vacuum leak. We can go on and on with that. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a few examples of what to look for there. Um, bike won't start. I turn the key, nothing. Like, like it cranks but it no, won't start? No, it just, I turn the key and there's nothing there. Does the gas gauge come on? Nothing comes on. The first thing I would check would be like the battery and the fuse. First thing I would check is the fuse. Yeah, it's easier to check the fuse yep. than it is the battery. Every bike on the face of the freaking earth has a fuse. Yes. Vespas have them and put in like five different places. Yeah, there's like 12 sneaky fuses on and Vespas. It's so, they're, they're under the front cowl. Yeah, they're, they're like. <laughs> they're, they're under your seat bucket. <laughs> they're they're like, in your glove compartment. And there's no like rhyme or reason. It's no, fun. It's they're, a lot of fun. They're thrown everywhere on a Vespa. Yeah. Chinese bikes, there's one fuse sitting there right next to the battery in a little plastic case. With a backup one. With a backup one. I do give them credit for that. It's kind of oh. nice, but I mean, again, you have so many different electrical components to right. a Vespa than you do like a. Now Kimco, the, the the older Kimcos have a positive fuse and a negative fuse. That's weird. There's two fuses on that. It's a positive fuse with a backup fuse and a negative fuse with a backup fuse. That's they, be nice because then it kind of like. Slots. Then it kind of goes halfway down to like white blue. Uh huh. That's nice. Maybe check blown fuse and then, um, when was the last time you tried to start the bike? Your yeah. battery's probably dead. Yeah. So yank your battery out, take it to your nearest auto parts store. Or um, us. Or us. Bring it to us. Um, they will check your battery and load test your battery properly. Hopefully. Hopefully. I know we will look, check your battery, charge your battery, load test your battery for free. Yeah. Um, most places will. Yeah. Most places will. Um, more than likely, you're going to need a battery. If so, you let it sit for a long time, Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is if you turn the key on, the gas gauge comes up and your bike still won't start. Um, did you flip the kill switch? Oh yeah. That's always a good thing to check. <laughs> we had one of those come in this week, unfortunately. Yeah. Make sure that the kill switch is on the run position before you try to start the bike. And make sure that your brake switches are both working. Yeah. A lot turn of the key on. Grab the brake switch. Make sure your tail light comes on. If your tail light does not come on, when you grab the when you grab the brake switch, that brake switch is probably bad. Your bike won't start. Yeah, some people also don't realize you can use either brake lever to start the bike. So many people have called us and said, I can't start my bike. And then we see it and we start it right up and they're like, wait, it didn't start before. And what we did that they didn't realize is that we use the brake handle that they don't usually use. Right. It's so common for you and I to use our right hand to hold the brake and start the button. Uh-huh. But most people always use their left hand to hold the brake. Yep. And they don't realize that their right hand can also start the so, brake. So do this, people. Listen, people. People. Listen, people. Do this. If your bike won't start, turn the key on. Make sure your, your switch is in the run position. Grab both brake handles and try to start the bike. That works. Um, if that don't happen, your brake switches are probably bad. Your bike won't start. But usually if it's a brake switch, then you can get it to start. Because usually both brake switches don't go bad at the same time. Right. So that's kind of like have, a saving grace. If you have a bike that has a kickstarter, okay, you do not need to hold any brakes 
to start the bike. No, just turn the key on. Turn the key on and kick it. Um, next one. Uh, let me see. Dead battery. Self-explanatory. Sort of. Why did your battery go dead? Bike was sitting for too long. Um, you left the key in the on position, which I have a pet peeve about that. Okay. My thing is don't use the on and off switch that's on the handlebar. Leave it on the on position forever. Don't use it. It's not there for you to turn the bike on and off with. Okay. It is there for emergencies. That's it. Always use the key. Boom. Um, let me see. So you'll let your bike sit. You You had the key on for too long. You had a conversation with somebody and forgot the key was on. Or if you have an alarm system, you heard the alarm system on for three days and it killed the battery. Or your you, battery's just old. What if you were riding the bike yesterday, the battery's less than a year old, and all of a sudden today... Your charging system's start. not working. That's a chance. Yeah, your, uh, your stator or your voltage regulator or both right. are probably bad and you were riding your bike yesterday and you were draining the battery the entire time you were doing it. So... That's that. <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, number nine. The bike starts, runs, and revs beautifully. But when I twist the gas, it doesn't go anywhere. Oh, that's a common one. That's a really common one. Everybody, let's guess what that is. Um, CVT belt. Yay! Yay! <laughs> that is exactly what that is. If your bike starts and revs and... and and runs beautifully and idles great and everything else, but you twist the gas and it don't go anywhere, you blew your belt. Yep. Okay, now a lot of people are under the misconception that you can just take the cover off, take the old belt remnants out, okay? Squeeze an old, squeeze the new belt back on that and everything's gonna work perfectly. Okay, you are sadly misinformed. I am letting you know that now. There's no way to put a belt on without taking off one or both of the pulleys. I've seen it done. There's no way. It's it's hard to do, very hard to do. By the time you get it on and over, you've stretched the belt out. It's stupid, but the proper way to do it. The only way to do it. The only way to do it is probably with an impact gun or a big, you know. No, you need to have an impact gun. Yeah, it's a better way to do it. But your variator assembly needs to come out all the way down to the weights, everything. All it all needs to come out. Okay? And your clutch assembly, clutch assembly needs to come out. You need to clean everything thoroughly. Make sure your weights um, are still round. Round, yeah, not flat. And don't have any flat spaces on them unless you have the performance weights. Some of them are like that, an oblong shape. That are oblong shaped and everything. Make sure your slides are good. Um, make sure the center round metal slide in the center of your variator. Make sure everything slides nicely and cleanly with that. Um, what I like to do, that's Wally, you hear the snorting. What I like to do is take that slide out and actually put it on my wire wheel, clean it all up real good, throw some lube on it, and put it all back together. Um, I like to put the belt on the clutch first, going the proper direction. Pull up on the clutch, put the belt on. Make sure you lube the inside of the clutch, the bearings, before you put it all back together. Put uh, the front, the rear section of your variator on and put everything back together. Um, the same way it came apart. Don't lose anything that came out of it. <laughs> And make sure that the washers and spacers that came out of it go back in the way they came out. Um, that's what I got to say about that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, loss of brake pressure. That's a scary one. That's a scary one. Okay. Um, bikes that have a rear drum brake. A lot of Vespas have it. Um, the ETs. Um, LX. Yeah. yeah, the ET2, ET4, the LXs, the Primaveras, the Sprints, everything except for the GTs. The GTs, yeah. All the GTs are hydraulic um, front and back. 80%, I'd say, of the Chinese bikes 
have a rear drum brake. Yeah. Um, if your left hand brake has no pressure or it's really, you pull it down really far, go to the rear of the bike under the air cleaner. There's a little nut back there. Turn it one full turn at a time until you get the brake pressure or the brake brake pressure you like. Yeah, but if it all of a sudden goes floppy. Yeah, you broke it. Okay, you probably broke the you brake broke cable. The cable. My rule of thumb is if you can pull the handle halfway and the bike stops. That's my rule of thumb. Some people like a little less three quarter. If you if you pull it a quarter way and the bike stops, some people like that. You know, it depends on personal preference. Just make sure your bike stops. If you have disc um, on front or rear and you pull the brake handle and there is no pressure whatsoever, um, you probably brake pads are probably dead. You probably the piston probably came out too far on your caliper. Your master cylinder has no fluid in it. You're blowing your master cylinder seal or your master cylinder itself. The window in your master cylinder is gone and all your bike fluid came out. Um, so that's what I gotta say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I hope this was very informative. This was an informative episode. This was an informative episode. Everybody's been, there's a few people, Adrena, that's been saying that I don't go into, I don't, I don't go into too many te technical things. So tonight I went technical. I went hardcore technical. I went super tech. Super tech. <laughs> super tech. Okay, before we sign off, we're gonna do a shot with everybody. All right. Okay. Now, one, two, three, six scooters. Ooh, cheers. Woo! Take a shot. Okay, bye. Bye. No, not yet. Oh, not yet. Oh my god. Bye. Oh.